You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. I thought Peter and Laura did a fantastic job in their uh, first session. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that Peter's going to do a great job in this second session. I'll give you one uh, little insight into Peter. And uh, Peter and I are best friends. We've been best friends for many, many years. And uh, as uh, has been mentioned, we enjoy playing golf together. But it's more than just playing golf. We've just been good friends in a number of different ways. Uh, in a very, very short amount of time, when I was in uh, the Latin American world sector before I came to Los Angeles, uh, he was in that group and I was in that group and we uh, sort of started our, our friendship then. But that was only four months uh, so uh, it wasn't a long amount of time, but in the time uh, since then, uh, Peter moved to uh, Los Angeles and at that time was leading the Orange County region. And uh, he had been in L.A. about uh, a month or so. And I got a call from Pete and he said, hey, we got to get together. Uh, I, I am uh, I'm about ready to explode here. And so I said, well, let's meet at such and such a, a place. And uh, and we did. And uh, we, we were talking and he said, he said, how can you stand it being in Los Angeles in this environment? And, uh, you know, we, we talked about that and uh, uh, he got used to it. And uh, he's been here now for how many years, Pete? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Uh, so uh, evidently uh, I said some things to him there that day that uh, convinced him to stay, uh, which he has. And I have to tell you, of all my good friends in my life, uh, Peter is the person that is most likely to give to me what I have termed as unsolicited advice. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you have a friend in your life that gives you unsolicited advice, but that's that's advice that you didn't ask for. And uh, I tried to help Peter to understand that unsolicited advice is, is two things. Is number one, it's never appreciated. And number two, nearly always not going to be obeyed. So if you have a, a good friend in your life that gives you unsolicited advice, you can tell him now, hey, I, I didn't know you were giving me unsolicited advice. Let me tell you, number one, it's never appreciated. And number two, probably never going to be obeyed. So Peter Garcia. Thank you, Marty. I get the last word on that one. You know what? He's not telling the truth. Because he does put into practice the unsolicited advice. Because he's a smart man. And he knows he needs his friends. But I, 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 do, I do thank uh, God and my, uh, my friends. Because I wouldn't be the man, half the man, that I am without him. And so I want you to know that, Marty, you're one of them. And uh, we've been through a lot together, a lot of hard times. But I want to I share with you guys uh, today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a, a, a lot of things. We're going to talk about intimacy, uh, which I got to tell you that uh, is covered in my graduate school program. We, we talked about uh, human sexuality because uh, we're going to be getting into that when we give therapy to couples uh, to individuals, it's a big deal when uh, couples can't function and can't be intimate together. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But again, 
I want to remind you that, you know, intimacy and following Jesus, it's not even close. Uh, In my program, I'm in a cohort of uh, primarily women, but we have an unusually number, high number of men. There's four of us in our cohort of 12, and that's unusually high. So we uh, typically in this this class, I brought my textbook here uh, just to show you I'm doing my homework. I actually have to do homework uh, this weekend. Human sexuality. And we split up into groups. And uh, I happen to be in a group with four other women. Okay, and I'm the only guy. And yes, we get incredibly open. Uh, we talk about masturbation. We talk about intimacy. We talk about the first time you had sex and all kinds of stuff. It is uh, vulnerability, but it's all, you know, professional. But what I wanted to share with you after uh, we were in this, this group of the four women and they're going around and I start to feel really guilty because every single one of them feel objectified. In fact, when we went into the, the large session with the whole class, the majority of the women in the classroom feel objectified. And men are in real trouble because they don't know how to take care of their women and their life. And it was a very eye-opening. And so I, I, you know, I was very open. I share with them about my conversion uh, at 21 years of age and everything changed. Uh, I didn't preach. I just shared my story, uh, how God changed my sexuality. And I told them, I don't see women the same way anymore. I see women as people. And I try to treat them with the utmost respect and honor. Uh, and it has transformed my marriage. And what it's led to is true intimacy. And my professor, he likes to roam around the room. And so he's cruising around uh, the room and he leans in on our group and he's just, he's just listening to me as I'm sharing uh, my story about what is intimacy to me. And he pulled me aside. He says, I want you to share that in front of the whole class. Because that's profound. And so, you know, and everybody in the class knows I'm a preacher. Uh, but I tell them I take my preacher hat off when I'm in class. I'm a, just a fellow student with you guys. But you can't hold it under a bowl or put it in a drawer. So I, I get in front of the whole class and I'm, I'm sharing with them about the change that happened when I was 21. And how it changed intimacy and how I see intimacy as an opportunity to give versus to take. And the classroom was quiet. Uh, and we have a few extra students and besides our cohort of 12. So there's about 18 students in, in the room. And, and one young man in his 30s, he, he looked over and he said, hey, uh, you know what you just shared? I want that. And in 30 years of living my life, I haven't experienced that, but I want that. And I said, you know, hey, it's all because of what God has given me. I'm nobody special. And I share this from the get go, guys, because we don't realize what we have. And we can take it for granted and we can get in the grind thinking that, oh, I'm just like everybody else. And I have you don't you don't know what you have. And, and, and our women, 
in, in the church, uh, our wives, they, they know that we have incredible marriages thanks to who we follow. But it can get shaky if we stop following Jesus and we start to follow other narratives, other mindsets. So the, the title of the class is Seal It With a Kiss. Seal it with a kiss. And, and, and we're going to be talking about uh, just different things. But one of the things that we need to understand about true intimacy is getting to know your spouse and being known without fear or rejection. You know, guys, guys act like they're very tough on the outside. But the reality is when you get behind the curtain, we're actually softies and we're actually very afraid of being known who we really are. Marriage is one of the only settings that you and I get to take off whatever cover we have, cloak we have, that image that we have, and be real. That is what leads to true intimacy, is when we can be honest with our spouse and be vulnerable with our spouse. And that's what creates intimacy. But one of the things that gets in the way, and I was talking with uh, uh, Justin, is that right? Justin, just before in the break, and Justin was telling me about uh, his life, and, and it's very similar to all of us in this room. It's very hard to have intimacy when we're so busy. Uh, Justin was telling me that he's got three businesses, uh, kids, uh, responsibilities on top of responsibilities. And I said, brother, I feel your pain. Because right now is one of the busiest seasons in my life. Not just because of school, but because of the church needs, not just in our own region, but on the L.A. level. Uh, we have been, you know, a few of us, Steve is saying amen because he feels the pain as well. We've, we've been wrung out because there are needs in the L.A. church and only a few guys can really lean in to help at that level. And I just felt like, man, I don't know if I can continue at this pace. And uh, I want to I want to say I'm thankful for the men that I have in my life that help me. To make good choices. But, but you have some challenges, uh, in your life. If I know there's some of you that I, I saw your wives running around here, they're, they're pregnant and, and you're going to have a baby soon. And maybe you're going to have your second or third child soon. That can be a hindrance to your intimacy and to your closeness with your wife. Uh, you know, grown children. Uh, we had our son, uh, move back at 24 years old. Uh, I was not fired up in the beginning about that. You know, I like to walk around in my shorts, the, the inside shorts, and I like to be free, you know, but him coming back into the house changed that and he creates some tension uh, in, in the house because he's not following Jesus at this point, but we're doing the best uh, that we can to, to help him. Uh, some of us face health challenges, either us or our wives are facing health challenges. That can affect your intimacy. That can affect the closeness that you feel with your wife. Uh, time, also, uh, your work schedule. Uh, you know, and, and that's been tested big time recently because I cut home at 9.30 from a meeting and I got to go straight to my office and do uh, some work uh, up until midnight or, you know, one o'clock in the morning. And that it, it, it affects our intimacy. You know, Laura gets frustrated uh, with we're not connecting. And you and I have to make some decisions that no matter what, we're going to stay grounded, that our marriage is one of the most important responsibilities that we have in our lives. 
that how she does really matters. It matters to God, and it's going to matter to you eventually. Uh, so, so it's so important. And what we've had to do is plan intimacy. I know it sounds, you know, when you're younger, you know, I just want it to be spontaneous. No. When you're older, you've got to plan it. Especially when you've got, you know, a schedule like Justin uh, and, and, and others in this room. You've got to plan it. You've got to make a date. And you've got to stick to the date. And nothing can get in the way of that. I've got an appointment. I can't answer the phone. I can't, I can't do anything else because me and my wife have to be intimate. And hopefully you got that scheduled in tonight uh, where, where you can be together. Uh, and, and whatever is together for you. Okay, because it's, it's something you have to come to an agreement with on your wife. How can we achieve, achieve true intimacy? And this is one of the things that I shared in my, my class is it's not just about following Jesus. It's who we know and our relationship with God. Because when you're close to God, you're not inhibited. You are securely attached in your relationship with your father. And it has been one of the game changers of all things because we do all this research on, on, on what kind of attachment you had as a child and that kind of translates and really what it's come down to me for is, is my relationship with God and my relationship with people around me. It's made me confident. It's made me comfortable because I'm connected. And, and so let's just look at some scriptures, because really, when you think about intimacy, it's not about, you know, learning some different things on the, you know, what to wear and music and all that. No, it really has to do with your your walk with God. And some of us, I just got to be honest, we're cheating in our walk with God. And it shows. And your wife's the first one to know. You know, you've been doing this a long time. You know, the Bible, you, you pray every day, but you're cheating. See, because it's not a relationship anymore. It's a box that you check. I got it in. I did it. And for that reason, I'm doing well. Look at, look at what David says. The law of the Lord speaks. Uh, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing to the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy and making, making wise the simple. How much time do we need in the Word? Every day, guys, I need, I need, you know, and I prepare lessons on Sunday. I prepare mess, lessons in the middle of the week. I need my own separate time of letting God speak to me. Because him and I are having a conversation every day. And he needs to speak to me so that I can be a great husband, so I can be a great dad, so I can be a great friend. But if you're not spending that time in the Word and you're, and you're distracted, and I can tell the difference... You know, answering emails, answering a message here or there, getting this in, getting that done. It's going to reflect and it's going to affect your intimacy and your life. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. When you think about that eye contact, your wife can tell if you're walking with the Lord. My wife can tell. And it makes her feel insecure when I'm not walking with God. There's a hardness there. There's a distance there. And we need to own up to that. Because the scariest part for me, guys, so that you know, and I've been very honest with my classmates about this, I've told them my story of who I was before, how I objectified women, 
how I took advantage of women. And I still feel guilty about that in my past, how I treated women. But I don't do that anymore. And the only reason why I have been able to stay faithful to my wife for 30 years in December is because of my walk with God. See, because I'm the kind of guy that can't cheat. I'm that, you know, sexually inclined. I'm that, you know, much of a looker. Uh, I can go places. And if I cheat, it's going to get messy. But some of you are cheating and it's getting messy. And I really want you to be honest this weekend and, and, and get some time to, to, to own up to that and say, I want to have a better marriage. And the reason it's leaking is because of my relationship with God. You know, a lot of football games being played today and tomorrow. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? The team that prepared the most. And there's simple things that you do well as a team if you want to win. Block and tackle. That's what coaches say. If you want to win, you've got to block and you've got to tackle. This is one of those block and tackle things we do as disciples. As we listen to God and we spend time in prayer with God. And that's what leads to true intimacy with our wives. On a way, on a level that the world can't understand. And see, the world has taken what God gave us as a gift, a beautiful, wonderful thing, and they've, they've twisted it. They've turned it. I go to a very liberal school. It is such a mess. It is such a mess out there when it comes to sexuality. I've shared with Marty some of my homework assignments. And, Man, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And I haven't had, you know, I get advice and don't do anything without getting advice. But they've, they've asked me to do some crazy stuff and watch some crazy stuff. And I tell my professors, I can't do that. See, because I got to answer to a congregation and I got to maintain. But it's some crazy stuff out there. People thinking this is sexuality. This is intimacy. It's a lie. It's a myth. And you and I have something special. We have a, we have a gift. We have something that's, that's incredible that very few people can have. And we want other people to have it. But they choose not to. Psalm 19, verse 9, 9 through 11 says, The fear of the Lord is, is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold. They are more pure than gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them, your servant is warned. And keeping them, there is great reward on so many levels. On so many levels. And so I want to encourage you uh, this, this afternoon to, to recommit yourself to listening to God so He can, he can influence you and spending time with, with God and to stop cheating because it's affecting your marriage. It's affecting your family. And it will affect your career. Great passage that I love is Second Samuel. It's the saddest one in the Old Testament, in my opinion. Second Samuel 11, verse 1. In the spring. How, how is it that David, the man after God's own heart, fell so hard? I mean... My hero for the first year of, you know, being a disciple until I got to this chapter. 
And I'm like, I can't believe it. The guy that I admired and want to be like made such a mess of it. In the spring at the time when the kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, and David remained in Jerusalem. So as men, as men, where should we be in the springtime? We need to be with other men. In fact, year-round, we need to be connected with each other. The reason why David fell hard into adultery and then it reached into his children's lives and then his children's children's lives. I mean, this, this, this little incident left a mark. It destroyed David simply because he was not accessible. And I, I just want to ask you today, are you accessible? Do people have access to your thoughts, your plans? And in particular, do other men have access to you? See, because one thing I know, I can't do this by myself. There's no way I'm going to be able to do what I'm doing as a dad, as a husband, as a minister, as a student. I mean, I get, I get help at every level. The guy who helped me before I even started school was Greg Moretzky sitting here in the room. I said, Greg, I don't know how to write. I mean, how am I going to be writing books by the time I'm done? He said, bro, here's what you need to do. And he helped me so much in straight A's, guys, straight A's on all my papers. I can't even believe it myself. But a great tribute because I need help. And people are there to help. We have such an incredible thing that we have here among us, guys, that we have friends that invested that are be by our side in our small groups, in our Bible talks, our family groups, whatever it's called in, in your group. I want to I show you a principle. As men, we drift towards isolation, independence, and autonomy. That's what we do best. This is what we do, guys, in an instant, in an instant. We can drift back into isolation, independence, and autonomy. And it can happen in an instant. That's exactly what happened to David. And if we want to be men who have great marriages, great families, great careers, guess what we can take care of is this. I'm not going to be isolated. People, and it would be a good question to ask the brothers that you're close to, do you, do you have access to me? Am I accessible? And it will make the difference in your intimacy. It will make the difference in your marriage. Are you accessible? This is our, our, our uh, uh, elders, couples. Uh, Dave and Shirley Moss on the left. In the middle is Joe and Sandy Newfield. Uh, and there's my beautiful wife. And, and this is something we do with frequency is we have a meal together. But I want you guys to know that these two men, these two men have all access into my life. In fact, I give them authority over me. Before I started school, I asked them for permission. Fifty-six years old, I'm asking grown men if it's okay for me to go to school. And I tell them like this, I'm not just asking you for permission. If this goes badly, 
I'm holding you responsible. <laughs> see, because here's, here's one of the principles that you need to know about me. I can't see me. But you can. I don't see what I'm doing wrong. But you can. See, the majority of the times in our lives, we don't see ourselves. But other people can. And boy, can they see you real good. With every big decision that I make, I run it by these men. And not just these men, but our staff as well. I've had to make some decisions. I asked them for permission about, hey, well, how do you guys feel about me going back to school? It's going to be a big commitment. And my time's going to be crunched. Are you guys okay with it? Thumbs up. Just recently, we had a situation where I was asked to help with another ministry in another part of the L.A. church. And Dave Moss, uh, the guy to your left, he said, uh, let me think about it and pray about it, and I'll get back with you. And I'm, you know, willing to help whoever... But you know what Dave said? I don't think you should do it. And so his word was, no, don't do it, bro. And I felt torn because these are my brothers that need our help. And, and you know, this is a responsibility we have in the L.A. church to help another ministry. And then I asked my wife and she said, don't do it. You can't. You got too much going on. You just helped out over here uh, two years ago. You just helped out over here last month. No more. No mas. Do people have access to your decisions? Do you invite them in for help on big decisions? And do you invite people to help you make better decisions? Uh, and I can tell you, at most levels of my life, I've got people that have helped me and are helping me now to make good, quality decisions so I don't blow it. Much of the success that I've had as a man, as a husband, as a father, and, and, and Marty's been through it with me so many times. When my daughter was, was 16 years old, she was acting out. She was demon-possessed. I hope this isn't recorded. She'd probably agree with it. She was out of her mind. And guess what? I got out of my mind. Because she triggered in me what I would see in my dad. Nobody disrespects me. Nobody crosses that line. And I learned that from my dad. And Marty said, you know what? You're making a big mistake. And you just need to buckle down and get through this season. And John Mantle was a huge help as well. Don't lose your, don't lose your cool. Cause you're gonna lose your daughter. And they're both right. But who do you have in your life that's helping you make these big decisions about what you're doing with your, with your family, with your marriage, with your kids, in so many areas, with your career? Should you take the job or not take the job? But I really want the job. It's gonna mean so much. Yeah, but you don't see it. Other people can. And they're going to help you make a really good decision. So I wanted you to share that with you. What does that have to do with intimacy? Everything. Everything. Because it allows us to be confident. It allows us to be at ease in our walk with God, in our walk with, with other people. How can we tap into the power? Well, you've just seen it. Our walk with God and having people involved. And the power is available to you. 
to every one of you in this room. You have people in your life that can help you be incredibly successful in every area of your life. And God wants to do it. It pays to discover. I'm going to share a a, a little more. Uh, Hebrews 13, verse 4 and verse 6. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage be kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper and I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? I want to talk about this because in the area of our, our, our sexuality and, and, our, and our intimacy with our wives, it has to be something where we keep it pure. Yeah, Books to read. And, and I said, you know, I'm reading this book, honey. And, it, and she says it's called uh, Mating in Captivity. Highly recommended. There are some, you know, out there issues in the, in the book. But the point that this woman is trying to make after seven years of marriage your intimacy can get flat. And what she said is you've got to talk it through as husband and wife to explore what turns you on, what turns me on, and to continue to push the envelope, obviously, in the intimacy with just her and just you and doing things in a way that honors her and honors God, but to begin to explore And I've done some homework recently, guys, that I wanted to share with you about. (laughs) That there's a lot more to it than what I've been doing the last 29 years. (laughs) And and we've done some exploring and it's been it's been really, really great. I'm so thankful that I have a wife that's open to higher education. (laughs) Is this recorded? But, but in a right sense, guys, it, it's something we got to keep growing in. And, and I'm going to share about it in a little bit that, uh, you know, and, and, and Peter says it in First Peter 3, 7 is husbands in the same way. Consider be considerate as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner, as heirs with you in the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. This has a huge effect is how we're doing in our intimacy and in our relationship. It affects so much of our lives. It can block you and God. And we don't want that. We want no blocks. We want, we want to be very close with God and, and walk with Him. But our, our intimacy level, if we're not meeting their needs and being considered of their needs uh, as, as wives, and, and one of the things that my, my wife, is, is she struggles with is fear. She was raised in an environment that evoked fear. She was on high alert a lot because of her dad and the way that he acted around the house. He literally beat her mom in front of her. And she watched that. At any moment, he could fly off the handle. And so what I had to learn is this is no small thing. I couldn't just say, hey, Laura, stop being afraid. Stop being inhibited. I had to work with it. I had to understand it. And she didn't have the same upbringing that I had. And she's a woman. And so I want to encourage you to explore with your wife what are some of her inhibitions? What are some of the things? And how can you learn more about how to raise those fears, those inhibitions 
and, and, and help her to, to explore and help her to grow. It's so important, guys. There's so much ceiling that you and I can push through to grow in our, in our relationship with our wives. Uh, have you discovered uh, what are her turn-ons and your turn-ons? Have you talked this out? You know, it's so important to have everything on the table. Uh, this woman that wrote the book, uh, Mating in Captivity, uh, she really talks about that, that it's very important for, for, for couples to talk about what they like, what they don't like, and then find that happy medium to explore, to try different things. The brain is the most important sex organ in the body. Uh, are you self-conscious? Is she self-conscious? Are you distracted? Is she distracted? Is there resentment because it takes so long for her to have an orgasm? Uh, is there guilt involved? Is there shame involved? You've got to talk all this out. Is there any insecurities? Uh, uh, and, and my big thing, particularly in our, early in our marriage, was impatience until I realized, hey, Jesus wants me to be patient even in the bedroom as long as it takes because I'm in here for her, not for me. And guess what? Sex is awesome when you're in it for her. And our needs get met pretty quick as, as men. Uh, it, and as we just saw, it affects our, our prayers. Uh, when do you feel the most drawn to your spouse? It's important to talk about this. What, what gets you excited? What gets her excited? When you take out the trash, when you do the dishes, hey, I, it's funny, but the reality is it matters, guys. If we're doing stuff around the house, uh, it, it, it helps them to go, wow, he really cares. What's her love language? Uh, to speak to that. Uh, when they initiate sex is, is, is an awesome thing in our household. So I told her, I said, hey, when you initiate sex, that turns me on. It really does. But these conversations where we, we can talk. Uh, the last thing here is uh, when, when uh, their spouse is, is being appreciated uh, for their gifts. Appreciating her and her appreciating you. To really leave nothing unspoken. But to talk it all out. And enjoy building your friendship. One of the incredible things is, is the bonding as we saw it in our first class. Bonding is really huge. You want to talk about intimacy? That's on a whole nother level. Something the world will never understand. She's not just my wife. She's my friend. And we're close. And we have something special. Like nobody on the planet, nobody in the universe, we have something special. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 7. Live joyfully with your wife in whom you, with whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which he has given you under the sun. And, and in Los Angeles, guys, i got to say, we move at too fast of a pace. But it's up to us to slow down. Nobody's going to slow it down for us. There's not going to be any laws passed that it's going to slow it down. You have control of you. We have control of our schedules and our lives. And in the areas of marriage and family, we've got to make a very intentional decision. i got to slow it down so we can be close. And you do have control. And you're not going to lose your job. And you're not going to, you know, it's not going to fall apart if you make some intentional decisions. And people will respect you for it because it is fleeting uh, our, our lives. Uh, 
And, and then just, I want to wrap it up saying this. Imagine a place where you can be completely honest about your most intimate, the most intimate parts of your life, where you will not be judged, but receive unconditional acceptance. Can you imagine this place? Where is it? It's marriage, but for some of us, we're going to need a little bit more than that. And here's where I want to make a pitch for my future career. Because part of it, I have to get 30 hours of therapy before I graduate. The reason they do that is because if I'm going to help other people, i got to make sure I'm good. So whatever issues, whatever issues I got in my woodpile, i got to get that worked out. Because if not, I'm going to be in a counseling appointment with somebody and they're going to trigger me. So I have to have all my stuff settled as much as possible. What I've learned, I'm, I'm, I'm at about 15 sessions so far. I've uncovered everything in my past. I've uncovered so much stuff. My dreams, you know, uh, my, 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 my anger with Marty, you know, when he beats me on the golf course, I, I deal with that. I'm just kidding. But one of the things that I had to deal with was uh, some of my, my uh, needs as a child when my dad wasn't around, which was a lot. What was my go-to to bring pleasure to myself? And I had a real problem with masturbation when I was a teenager. And before I was a teenager, middle school. And I had to unpack that. Because I didn't have that kind of relationship with my dad. I was replacing with something else. So much stuff, guys. The reason why I'm sharing this with you, there's stuff going on in this room that we're not working out. And, and I just want to recommend to you that you consider counseling. Because that's where this can happen. I feel safe in counseling. They're not going to share it with anybody. And as a minister, I mean, we get pretty isolated. We get, you know, the bar's pretty high. You got to be this. You got to be that. You got to be the man. You got to be spiritual. And sometimes we don't feel like there's a safe place where I can say anything and share everything. I'm having a problem with getting an erection. I'm having a problem with, with this or that. Or I'm having a problem with a look. And my therapist, my therapist is great because he asks really great pointed questions. He's not judgmental. But he asks me, what about this? What about that? And he makes me think. And so I want to take away today the stigma of therapy because it's awesome. It can set you free. It can give you understandings. It can make your marriage better. It can make your, your relationships better. It can, it can take off that, that heavy load of guilt or whatever has been dogging you for so much of your life. It will help you understand you. And so you can be the best husband, the best dad. And more importantly, the best man that we need right now in our, in our society. It is one of the few safe places. So we're going to wrap it up. And, and to conclude, 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply because lover, love covers over a multitude of sins. Uh, my sin bucket was pretty full and occasionally it gets filled up. But the way that he sees it is if we love our wives and we love people around us, 
and, and are willing to put ourselves out there. See, I'm going to do for you and I'm going to sacrifice for you covers over a lot of sins. And, and my past is full of them. Uh, even as a, as a minister and as a, as a leader, did some things that I'm not, I'm not proud of. Uh, the way I treated people as a leader. The way I led. And I'm very grateful I can, my, I can love my way out of it. What this scripture is, if your marriage is in a bad situation and you, and you guys have had a lot of trouble, you can love your way out of it. You can turn things around this weekend and just look her in the eye and say, I want to make a change. And I love you. Let me pray for you and then you'll be dismissed. Have a great evening. Don't forget your homework. Okay? Don't forget your homework. Make sure you invest that time in connecting. Gio's going to come on up. Come on up, brother. We're going to pray for our marriages. Father, thank you for these men in this room. And I pray, God, that you will use what we talked about to help us grow our marriages. God, we do need help uh, being great husbands and uh, being intimate partners. Help us to, to, to throw away, God, all the, the, the stigmas that the world sends at us and just be the men that you want us to be. Father, we love you. Bless our night tonight that it can be an incredible night of bonding, an incredible night of, of intimacy. Uh, God, an incredible night of, of friendship. We love you. Thank you. Be with us. Help us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.